0: I'm Jill Griffin, and this is the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and strengths coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today, I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence and visibility, and reset your career with actionable steps towards a finer future. Ready? Let's do it. Hey there, welcome back. All right, this week I wanna talk about worth. And it's a topic that I'm bumping up in the queue because I'm finding lately that people are talking about worth and value. And I find that people are really struggling with this. So let's talk about it. Your worth as a human and your value as a human is priceless. But I often see people confusing value and worth that they create in their careers or in their business with their self-worth or their title or what's in their checking account. The two should not be confused. They're not connected. When the sensation of worth comes from outside yourself, you're always going to be chasing it. And then you start this downward spiral. Some people start comparing themselves to what others are doing, or they compare themselves to what they're seeing people post on social media, especially LinkedIn or around the jobs. Everyone's celebrating, people are getting new jobs. And you start to judge that your contribution, your value, your role, and your impact to the organization is, be, is worth less because you're not creating the same outward symbol, an outward example of worth. So often then people feel like they need to work harder and they start giving up nights and weekends. They give up paid holidays. They give up paid vacation time. I recently helped a client see that they had left over $50,000 of their compensation on the table because they didn't take a day off last year. They worked most of their paid holidays. They were given, they worked most weekends. And when you added all of that up, like that's a lot of money. So if I was to say to you, are you up for leaving two to four weeks on the table plus your weekends and vacation time? Would you? I'm guessing I know the answer to that. But when you're in this mindset, you feel like you constantly have to create and do more in order to create your worth. Now, some of us do work in roles in which calculating out our hours or billable hours is how we're compensated. So these ideas definitely apply to billable hours, but you just want to get clear in the risk-reward ratio and what it is that you want. All right, back to the comparison and starting to hustle harder. When we are in a comparison mindset and grinding away, I'll often hear people's things that say things like, I just, I can't do this anymore, or I can't travel, or I can't go back to doing this. I have to stop this, right? It was something I heard a lot after um, the recent, you know, December holidays where people took time off around December holidays. And then when they were coming back in January, they were like, "I I can't go back to that. I can't go back to that level of grind, there also then ensues another level of I can't type statements that you can catch yourself with, where suddenly you're in this thought of like, well, I don't know, or I just have to get this done, or I'm so busy, right? It's all of these "cants." it's all of these like mindset thoughts that block you. And I want to break down what's happening. Since along the way, you have not internalized your worth, your wins, and your successes, you're only looking towards others And then what you see is you're behind. So you have to catch up because you haven't digested your own personal wins. They're not part of your identity. So the next time you go to perform to your brain, it's as if you're performing the first time. And this type of thinking puts you on a spiral for imposter syndrome. You think the next time you'll finally be able to feel good about yourself and you hope that the next one will feel like you've arrived or you're part of that upper level leadership. So I want to talk about two examples of how this shows up and we're going to I'm going to take you through two examples of different ways of working. So on one hand there's Jessica She believes in her inherent value. She knows her self-work. She totally works hard, but she has boundaries. She keeps track of her wins. This makes it really easy for her to prepare a QBR or for her annual review. She also knows when to delegate. She does like her job, but she also understands that, at times, her work is transactional. And in essence, the company has effectively leased her labor. And she knows that if there's not a balance of terms or a balance in the agreement, The whole thing is going to fall apart, that she'll either get sick or maybe she won't be able to think, she won't be able to deliver solid work. She also knows that if she's exhausted, she's going to increase her chances of making a mistake. So on those days, she figures out what can she do so that she's not overly taxed and that she saves that higher priority work for another day. She's continuing to operate from a place of calm and confidence. And sure, she gets frazzled occasionally, but she's able to bounce back because of her resourcefulness and she's not burnt out. And because she's constantly managing her team and knowing how to delegate and therefore creating capacity, she is on path for promotion. Her her leadership team has told her this. Now, as a comparison, I want to talk about another example. There's Sonia. And with Sonia, she doesn't realize it, but in her heart of hearts, she believes that she's paid based on the hours that she works or the things that she cranks out. So she continues to perform in a way that she's not really creating high level value for her department. She's not taking the level of impact that her level of expertise and seniority, she tends to fall back on a very presenteeism mentality. And then she gets distracted by, you know, interdepartmental asks that you know, she gets them done. But again, they're not delivering high value for the end client. And when I talked to her about this, she then said that she does this because she thinks it will pay off because she's building relationships. And she has, and that's to be commended. But what she's hoping for is a promotion. And she's been at the same level for years, and there's been no movement. So she feels sort of stuck in this place. And she also said that she's known for fussing and reworking her deliverables to make them more attractive because that appeals to her versus delegating to her staff. And because she's often saying things like, I'm going to get it done and it's just easier if I do it myself, what's happening is that she is getting... All the ass, she becomes like the catcher. Leadership is constantly asking her to do things, even things that have nothing to do with her role sort. So she's becoming like a clearinghouse where everything's falling on her and then she has to redelegate. And that's when she falls back into the mindset where it's just easier for me to do this myself than to figure out the right person. So do you see the problem here? She's valued, but not in the way she wants to be. She wants to be promoted, but the conversation never really gets off the ground each time she approaches it. And her mindset, again, is skewing towards this place that there's something wrong or there's something missing, and she's exhausted all the time. So she's operating from this anxious and graspy mentality that diminishes herself. And through our work together, she was able to see that operating from this scarcity and lack mindset is not serving her. She diminishes herself because she's not delegating and that she shows others that her time is worth less. And it's why she's always falling to those lower level tasks. And I want you to look at the word worthless. I want you to mentally split the word into two parts, worth and less. That to me, when I think about it that way, that you are deciding through the actions you're doing, you are deciding that you are worth less than having somebody else on the team who reports to you whose job it is to do these tasks, do these things for you. So self-worth requires boundaries and it's not hustling or grasping for acknowledgement. Feeling worth less can come up in lots of different ways. It's nuanced. So I've seen it show up in overspending of time, money, and resources. Constantly buying things, again, because you think something external to yourself is going to make you feel good, or picking up the tab for others, whether through invisible labor or actually picking up the tab if you're going out, because you hope to create a connection. And you hope that you will feel better but you're in a worth less mindset. If you have extra cash and you want to pick up a meal, that's a beautiful gesture. Just make sure it's reciprocated. And it doesn't necessarily have to be reciprocated from the same people if they're at different discretionary income levels, but find a way to pay it forward in a sense. Other ways that I see this idea of worth less show up is volunteering for the extra assignment, You know what? I'll get it done. I can do it myself. It's faster. I'll just get this done. I'll just do this one last task. And you do this because if you have the time or skills, fine. But don't do this because you want to prove to someone that you are worth more or because you think you're going to get something in return. That's that that grasp exchange that we haven't agreed to. There's an energetic there that you're doing this work expecting something, but someone hasn't promised you that. And I know it's so prevalent in our workplace culture to volunteer for more work in hopes to be recognized at some point. But if the praise and gratitude doesn't come, how do you feel? Or how did you feel the last time it happened? Are you going to be sort of this heat-seeking missile of resentment? Are you keeping score? Because trust me, people can feel your scorecard. And these are ways that you are valuing yourself less. When you devalue yourself, others are going to do it too. The ELT doesn't see you as the same level of leader, the type of leader that creates capacity for others, the type of leader who can get things done and move rocks and boulders. The ELT sees you as the person who's important and you're part of the assembly line and you're valued, but you're there to churn out work and get things done. Both types of these work are worthy and honorable but only one type is going to get you promoted up to ELT. And that's where you need to make these changes. So here's some of the things that you can do is one, I want you to think about when are you in the flow? When is work easy? When does time fly? That's a good indication of your strengths. And whether you choose to take an external assessment or just make note of your strengths yourself, you should know that, This is when you want to raise your hand and volunteer, because literally, if you do it, it really is quick versus like, I don't really like this, but I know how to do this. That was always me with the pivot tables. Like, I don't like doing this, but I know how to do this. And it was learning as I went through my career that I had to let that go. If you are operating from your strengths, you're probably not going to get exhausted after you complete a task. So make note of that. The next thing I want you to do is, look, the onus is really on you to review your workload and get clear on your priorities and those of the department and how you're being compensated if you're on a bonus structure or how um, raises are given out. You want to be thinking about that if you're leading a team, you are training them and you are delegating tasks which are crucial so that you can be successful. And look, in the beginning, you may need to get in there a bit more. You may need to get a little messy with the level of work. But the idea is to tell your teammates and the people who report to you the outcome you're expecting, but not to manage the, not to manage and micromanage all the steps in between. This will help your leadership skills because you will gain a higher level of influence over your team. And the ELT is going to be able to see how you're able to create capacity for others. And once your team then knows what to do, you step out. This is going to give you time to think about higher level challenges. And then each month, I want you to make a list of your successes, the big wins, the baby wins, do an evaluation. And this is the point where you get to internalize all it is that you have done so that you're able to see the value and yourself, the worth that you're creating for your organization. Now, this is not counterintuitive to what I said previously, because yes, that is external to yourself, but you have to start there first. This is the path to creating your self-worth. If you start to see all that you're doing and all those big and baby wins, I want you to take that in and start internalizing how you are creating value. And when you have the feeling that you are creating value and that you are worthy, you will start to increase your self-worth. So again, looking in the rearview mirror first, see what you've created, begin to create the evidence that you've done it before so it's likely you can do it again. And then you need to get out of the weeds and get into thinking. This is also going to help you delegate and create space to think, even if it's during like your shower time, your morning getting ready time, or food prep. It'll give you time to think if there's more space to breathe up there. And lastly, this is a much higher level mindset concept, but I choose to believe that my brain is a multi-million dollar generating machine. I mean, it has created multi-million dollars for others and some of the world's best brands, so why not me? So if I think that, I can't Fill my operating system for the machine with junk. I need to protect it. I need to live it. I need to challenge it. And this takes time, but it works. Give yourself time to wonder. Give yourself space. Step away from your devices. Grab a pen and paper. I know, shocking. And give yourself some space that you have time to think to build out your own version of your multimillion dollar machine. All right, friends, before I wrap, I wanna talk a little bit about a career wake-up call. It's how you go from wondering, is this it? To this is it. It's how you start owning your genius, designing your own career trajectory. It's how you develop confidence, the confidence that you need to secure the job that is in your current company or the job of what you want next. It's finding an opportunity that reflects not just your talents, but who you actually are. If you're experiencing anything like Constantly looking for a job or feeling frustration that you can't seem to figure out how to get noticed or show up with executive presence, how to form some of those relationships that are important for networking, so that you can, you know, feel secure in your position and speak up to be heard. Then I'm going to suggest that you're probably in a corporate identity crisis because this is what we do to people, right? But here's the news: on the other side of every good crisis is clarity direction, and possibility for a totally different existence. I've helped hundreds of clients leverage their strengths and increase their availability, create their career narrative, and design a bigger and better future based on my proven career strategy framework. This program starts soon, and in order to be the first to know, I'm going to put the link to get all the details in the show notes, all right? So have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the career refresh podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want more career and mindset tips, get on my email list by going to jillgriffincoaching.com. I'll also put that link in the show notes, but before you go, please rate and review this podcast as it helps me get the word out to people everywhere so they can also thrive in the workplace. I'll see you next time.